Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And today I have a wonderful two-part series with Amy Montgomery, owner and operator of a digital marketing business called A Call to Thrive. I love talking with Amy. She is such a wealth of knowledge and we have a really special episode divided into two episodes. The first one is just going to be an overview of digital marketing and the second one's going to be email marketing. So you must listen to both. But today we're only going to be talking about digital marketing. So grab a pen and a piece of paper and we will dive into some really insightful things I know is going to really revolutionize. It doesn't matter if you are a e-commerce or a coach or consultant, Amy has a lot of good information that's going to really help you take your business to the next level. Coming to you after this short break. Hey, Amy, how are you doing today? Great. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to talk with you because I know for at least 15 years, you've been helping entrepreneurs grow and scale and market. And we often hear so much about marketing, but we don't really understand what that really looks like from the psychological aspect. So I'm really excited for us to really get into the meat and potatoes of how we truly have a great customer experience with not just obviously our customers, but our online audience. So if we can begin, can you really explain to me what marketing is in a nutshell? Yeah. So I would say that if we were to come up with a definition of marketing, it is uh, the process that you lead people through what's called a customer journey and how easy and with ease that you do that. And we'll talk a little bit about that uh, later, I suppose, and the psychology around that. Um, but that is the basis of it. When people think about a journey, I'm assuming it's not linear, <laughs> meaning that they're automatically going to hop on to your email list or wherever you are online and just automatically buy. Can we really have a breakdown of where people start from awareness to obviously becoming a customer or advocate? What's that journey look like? Yeah, so it was actually um, kind of established based upon an author by the name of Desmond Morris. He wrote a book around the stages of intimacy in relationship building. And it kind of goes like this. Uh, I, I to, well, in, in digital marketing, I to brand, brain to brand, brain to thought, thought to interest, interest to action, action to investment, and investment to relationship, relationship to friend friend to advocate. And that's kind of a high level. And it's kind of like this. If you were to go out on a dating relationship, if you meet somebody at the coffee shop and you're not going to just walk up to some stranger that you've never met and touch their face, right? I hope you, not. Yeah. Or ask them to marry you on the first time that you meet them or even on the first date. But oftentimes we do that online. It's, it's sending a um, some sort of product or service, or even a webinar to cold traffic is like walking up to some, a stranger that doesn't know you and touching their face. You haven't built any relationship with them. So there's no reason why they would even care about your ad or your services. And so just like we would go out and network or meet somebody in person, or even, um, meet somebody and 
and go on a date with them, there's a process to that. The first is, you know, you introduce yourself. The second is maybe you get a phone number. Then maybe you go out to coffee and you kind of go through this progression. And so it's very similar with digital marketing. And so if you think of uh, the social media and, um, you know, all of that is really just you're at a networking group or you're out there and you're meeting people and you become aware of each other. The subscription part of it, when they subscribe to your list, that's going to be similar to getting a, a phone number like, you know, or I'm going to call you. We're going to go on a date. So that's a subscribe. And then you go to the next stage, which is going to be around conversion. Now, this can be time or money. So that's a little bit like going to coffee with somebody. And what's important for that is it speeds up the relationship. You now go from somebody, oh, I just have your number. So now we've actually spent some time together, or I've actually invested some money and paid to take you on a date. So you're more invested at that point in that relationship. And depending on how that goes and that interaction goes, will absolutely determine where the relationship goes from there. And in a dating relationship, obviously, you know, eventually you'll get married. And so your core product or your offer that you're offering is that marriage proposal. Do you want to, do you want my core offer? And so then from the core offer, they might go up and they might, um, you know, purchase uh, larger programs or things that are, that take a lot more time or, you know, a lot more value all the way to those that will give you a testimony if you ask, or those that are raving fans that will go out and promote your business for you. And that's really what you want to get to. And the way that you do that is you over-deliver. So that is an overview of, of the customer journey. And it's really based off of the psychology of relationship building. And when people fail um, with digital marketing online and they're frustrated that they're not getting clients and things aren't working, it's because nine times out of 10, they are not following that process. They are walking up literally just, you know, Hey, here's my, um, my download for you. And you've never known me before. And so people, you know, miss that process. This is so good. I, I definitely, as you're explaining the process, I think about a conversation I had with a client just today and she was complaining to me that Tony Robbins can go and ask for a $1,500 investment in whatever program that he's got going on. And people don't question, they just plop down the $15, but I'm asking for only $27 for my swipe up program or whatever she was doing at the time. And she couldn't understand why. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and you and I've talked, you know, my dad worked for Tony Robbins since I was 13 years old and sold his programs. And so I know what he went through in the very beginning when he was 25 years old out there selling stuff and it was selling to, to businesses. It was salespeople going to businesses and sales teams. And so he had to start in the trenches too and grow his credibility and grow a reputation and make people aware before they would ever get to that point. But if you grow your reputation and if you focus on that, and that's really what social media is, the more content you put out, the more that people get to know you as an individual and build a relationship with you, the more they're going to trust and, and buy from you. Now, when talking about social media, oh my goodness, we were just, even before we started our time with one another, we were briefly talking about Pinterest and TikTok, but there are so many different places. And I know 
a lot of newbie people to the digital marketing space have that spray and pray approach, (laughs) meaning that they're going to every single place where they think their tribe is and they market, 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 market as much as they can. Pretty picture, call to action, pretty picture, call to action. And I'm literally just doing a face palm, just thinking about it to myself. Why do we believe that we need to be everywhere? And what is the better approach to doing in terms of building up that reputation? Yeah. And and I like to kind of go into a little bit of about predictable growth, if that's okay, because this is really around, um, it it deals with the social media aspect of it because so many times we focus on tools and tactics and that's great. Maybe you've got really amazing tools and tactics out there, and maybe you are, um, you know, you've got those actionable metrics, but you don't have a documented strategy. So you go out there, you launch a product, maybe you do what, what they call a product launch, you know, and you follow this formula and this is what they told you to do. And you, you bought some course that's done for you. So you go out there, you do it. Maybe you have some success, but then nothing, nothing's after it. You don't have a, a, a plan to continue that growth. And the other thing is that you have to have strategy, your, your, uh, social posts should be directly tied to your products and services. And it should be about sending people into your customer journey that you have laid out and that strategy that you have laid out so that uh, people actually turn into customers. And so there's really um, um, three things that you need for predictable growth. One is you need the documented strategy, and that's the customer journey that we just talked about. That's your plan, your documented strategy that you know this is going to work, it's proven, and that is uh, really, I would define it as uh, how you create customers from scratch. It aligns your business and your objectives, so sales and marketing are together, and it aligns what customers want from your company and your company interests. So from that, you're going to know exactly what to create for your social media. The other thing is actionable metrics. And, um, and, and this is what you need to measure things. A lot of people don't measure things like how many people are visiting your website? How many likes did you get? How many, you know, did people like this? Did they not like this? And, um, you know, how many people are leads are you getting? Is that, is your lead magnet working and actually measuring these things and seeing if they work, because if you're not measuring them, then, you're not going to know what's working. Um, and then again, tools and tactics, because it, you might be out there and you might, maybe you've had some success and you've been doing all of these tools and these tactics that you've learned. But if you, to get to the next level, you've got to do more than what you did before. And so really the three problems that people end up when they don't have these things in place, they either get stuck because they don't have anything new to try. They don't know what strat- new strategy is out there that they should do. Maybe they have a document and strategy. Maybe they have actionable metrics, but they feel stuck. And uh, they feel like they have a plan and they're tracking it, but they don't have anything new to try. The next one would be they're all over the place. They don't know what's working because they have a strategy. They have tools and tactics but they don't know if it's working. So that's when you start to get off into the ooh shiny. You and I've talked about this 
and you go off and you do everything and you don't know what's working, but you're just going to just do absolutely everything that everyone tells you, because at some point something's got to land in, and actually produce for you. And that's not a good approach either. And then the last one is the one hit wonder. You get some sort of success with some sort of tactics that somebody taught you, but then there's nothing afterwards. You Maybe you launched, did a course launch and you did everything they said and it worked and now there's nothing. And so you don't have consistent revenue coming in. You're trying to you know, do launch after launch. This is not working. What do I do next? So you need a plan and strategy. So putting all of these together, these three things, the documented strategy, the actional metrics and the tools and tactics, that's what actually produces predictable growth. And that's where your business will grow. Now let's break it down a little bit further. Okay, Amy, because I know some people might be listening going like, what in the world? I, it all makes sense, but how do I start this? Let's talk about a little bit in detail about the tools. What do we need in terms of gathering information so we actually have a system and a process together? Yeah. So with the tools and tactics, that's something that I generally offer people that I'm coaching because as my, you know, I'm a marketer. So it's my job to know exactly what's happening right now, what's converting, what's what's working now versus what's what was lurking last year. Um, and it's all of these things change all the time. You know, if you if you're doing Facebook ads with there's the iOS update and now what and all the ads are extra expensive and how do you get around it? So these things, like you could be chasing a ton out there and going after every rabbit hole and every possible thing. And so um, one of my suggestions is to choose something that, you know, and, and I have people rate um, when we go through and, and actually go through a process of choosing the tactics, I have people go through and re-rate them um, based upon the impact that it'll have on their business, the confidence that they are that it's going to work, and the ease, how easy is it going to be to accomplish. And whether they have me do the work because I have an ag- you know, agency that does the work or they do it themselves. And that helps to get all of the ideas Everything that you've heard of, every ad that you've seen, all the AppSumo uh, software, everything out there that you could possibly dream of. And then we get everything down on paper and then we start to grade everything and put a point structure to it. So, you know, this is the right decision for your business right now. I'm really glad that you said this is the decision for your business right now, because this is what I see a lot of people doing is that they find someone that is very similar to them in terms of their product or their service. And they think they can copy them. Yeah. Meaning that they can try to make similar sounding copy, literally the words that they're trying to using the similar images. They're on a yacht smiling. I need to be on a yacht smiling. Yeah. And we'll post the similar times they post. And let's talk about why that's such a bad idea. Yeah. Well, one thing that I have learned especially in, you know, talking to so many, especially coaches and consultants, everyone is completely different. You could have the same title, but you are going to be completely different from your competitor. And the reason for that is it's how you, how you think, how you process information, how you give information, how uh, your story 
and where you came from, your expertise, how you got there, what you choose to focus on, what versus what they focus on. They may mention some of the same things, but they're going to approach things very, very differently. And so if you're going to attract people that are going to like you and be your tribe, you need to be authentic and step into who you are and, and be real. The Facebook ads that do the best are the things that look normal and natural. The, the, if you can post, get a a selfie and it's a not very good one, that one's going to post and, and do really well versus something that is, is, you know, got filters on it or whatever it is and looks fancy and all of this because people want authenticity and they want to connect with other human beings. And so if you can keep that in mind that you're out there building relationships and connecting. And one of the things I'll give a little bit of a tip around social media is that I have grown social media accounts organically with one trick and that is quotes. So if you can go out there and grab meaningful, impactful, encouraging quotes and make that part of your strategy, I guarantee you that it's going to help your accounts grow. And uh, that's just one because you're building relationships. It's meaningful. It's an emotional connection. So if you're not doing video, say, where people can see you and, and really build this relationship with you, the next best step is to put that meaningful emotional content out there because you're building relationships. One of the things that I think a lot of coaches and consultants don't understand is the amount of fear and skepticism that prospective customers, clients face because they might be inundated with DMs and all these ads and the customers saying, our potential customers thinking rather, I, I don't want to know anymore. I, how in the world are you different from everybody else? What are you recommending to help as part of the differentiation and resisting the barriers of not wanting to engage with others. Yeah. So I try to encourage everyone that I work with to focus on relationship versus selling. So there's a lot of people out there that you'll go into a Facebook group and, you know, you get all these spam with people. Oh, if you need help with this and, you know, I, I sell X, Y, and Z service and it's really annoying. You go on LinkedIn and you get a lot of these messages. Um, it sounds like at first they want to be your friend. Oh, your, your profile sounds so wonderful. And then a day goes by. And by the way, um, I want to sell you. And it's usually something that you already do. <laughs> they haven't even read your, your profile. It's automation. And those, those people are absolutely failing. They're falling on their face. I've even talked to other marketers that were doing that kind of thing. And they saw that my level of success And they were frustrated because they didn't understand why their cold selling wasn't working. And the one thing that I have, I learned, I learned this back when I worked at Deloitte uh, for seven years, I was in strategic relationship management and Deloitte doesn't do ads for their, their services. They never have to do an ad. And the reason why they never have to do an ad is because they focus hundred percent on building relationships with people. And when people are ready for a product or service, you're the first person that comes to mind because you took that time to build a relationship and you're always at the top. And so that's something that I implemented into my business. And I've had 
So many people say, I want to build my business like you're building your business. I don't want to go out and do the, the cold calling and just sell in people's DMs and all of this. I want to build my relationship and uh, you know, build relationships like you are. And one gal said to me, she's like, I'm afraid people aren't going to trust me because I'm building relationship, re- relationships. But the thing is, is it's quite the opposite. People aren't going to trust you if you just go out there and try to sell. So from that perspective, you can set yourself apart simply by caring about people, simply by approaching them in a way of, you know, I really care about you. I want to give you value. And that's really what you're doing on social media. You're giving that value. You're giving that advice. You're giving free advice and don't hold anything back. There's a lot of people that are afraid to give their secrets out, but what happens is that then nobody knows what you're an expert in and that you, you actually can help them if you, if you kept everything a secret. Uh, the thing is, is most people don't want to do or can't do things by themselves. We all get stuck in our heads. We all need somebody to rely on and walk us through the process. And so when you go out there and you start to give value and share everything that you know, people start to realize, wow, they're, they really know their stuff and they can really help me. So that's what I would, I would suggest is focus on uh, the problems that you can solve for people and bringing that value and focus on building the relationship. And then it's going to be very, very easy decision when you do a product launch or a course launch, or you do an email out, Hey, does anyone need coaching? It's not going to be difficult for you to fill um, your business. I'm really loving this conversation. And there's two things that kind of jumped to my mind as you were talking about this was the first one was that I give it all away. And I've often talked with my clients to say, trust and believe if they're getting free content, they're not going to be paying attention. People pay to pay attention, meaning that it's only when they actually invest, do they become a little bit more attuned. And by you showcasing your value and showing the methodology behind how you work, it only lends to your credibility. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. And the other thing that just jumped in my mind is when you were talking about the the LinkedIn DMs, and I see this all the time talking about lack of building trust is a lot of people, they try to work the numbers game. And for those of you who don't understand what I'm talking about, meaning that they literally have a probability about after contacting X amount of people, they can close the number of sales. And so it's not really important to send a personalized message other than just sending as many messages as humanly possible. And I, I know that you see it, Amy. I see it too, where they are just failing, dropping like flies, uh, not understanding why it's so important to make as many personal messages as possible, especially if you're trying to co-contact people. Yeah. And I think that some of those things worked when they first were brand new, but now, you know, it's back to that knowing the tools and the tactics and the things that were working now versus what worked a year or two ago. And you know, I think that it did work for a lot of people to do cold emails. It did work for a lot of people to send those messages initially because people really thought that they were authentic, but now everyone gets them and everyone gets annoyed. And it's the same thing of being on Facebook and 
you know, people sending you friend requests and you're like, I don't know who you are. Why are you sending me a friend request? And it's because they're trying to sell to you. So, you know, people know these tactics and they've gotten old. And so then you've got to take some different approaches. But the good news is there are lots of ways to do it and succeed. I think this is a really great opening to talk about the psychology of marketing. And I want to just state the obvious that as a digital marker or a coach or consultant, we're not dealing with pixels on a screen. There's a human being on the other side of that computer. And as such, you are impacting people as much as they are impacting you. And that may shift your languaging that you're using with them. And I love for you, Amy, to kind of really talk about the psychology of interacting with people and how that impacts our marketing. Yeah, I, I, I would say on social media, the one thing that's worked for me the most is always thinking what's in it for them. So I've had a lot of viral videos and, you know, it's pretty easy for me to produce something that's going to go viral. And how I've done that is always think in advance um, a way to get people's attention. It could be that I make an extreme uh, statement of some sort. Uh, it could mean that I ask them a question that gets them some curiosity to watch the video to the end, but it's always what's in it for them and getting their attention. And so when you can start to think about uh, th- that instead of starting things out with, well, guys, I got another story for you, or, uh, you know, you mumble through and then people are gone. And it's those that are, that are going to start with something that people are going to care about. That's why those quotes do so well, because you're, you're really diving into people's emotions. So if you're doing things like video or other types of content, or even if you're connecting with somebody online, always, always, always think what's in it for them. So if I'm going to send a message to somebody, let's say I do want, cause I do send messages to people. I'm going to say, ask myself. What value can I give this person? What can I, what do I have that's, that is worth money that I could possibly charge for, but give this person and provide them value. And when you do that, and it is actually something that is really worth money and really valuable. uh, Some people are like, why are you doing this for free? You know, and some people are a little bit shocked by it, but then others are, wow, you're different than all the other people. Because you actually are approaching me with offering something. And you can do something as little as, let's say you, you only have a, maybe you only have a couple hundred people on your social media, but you could still reach out to somebody and say, Hey, I've got 300 super dedicated people that love my content that I connect with and, um, and, and that are just, you know, super fans. I would love to share your X, Y, and Z with them, you know, just sharing your community and the new eyes. Sometimes it's just as something as simple as that. I love that as an example, just reaching out in the DMs and just saying, Hey, I've got something of value that will 
impact you and really help you. And starting off our videos with something with the intentionality of I want to serve versus I'm just trying to get some money. I think a lot of people don't understand that their viewers are very smart (laughs) and they can smell and sniff those who are really desperate for money versus those who are really in it to improve their the livelihood or whatever we're trying to do for our tribe. And I think yeah. people can really feel that energy. Oh, absolutely. You know, I was talking to a guy earlier today, we were talking about this, how there's this whole, um, you know, all the information about, oh, become a millionaire, you know, uh, be a millionaire entrepreneur. And there's a lot of that messaging going around and yeah, you could be a million millionaire um, entrepreneur, but you also have to give up some things in order for that to happen. One, you've got to work your tail off. And two, if you're somebody that say the thing that you love about your business is that you get to meet with people one-on-one and you get to get to know them and help them through their problems or whatever it is. If that's something that you absolutely love, Something like online courses where you're selling tons of courses and people are just buying them because they like to collect courses is not going to be right for you. It's going to irritate the heck out of you that people aren't taking your courses. And, and there's, and to be honest, you know, when I've sold a lot of, of programs, there are a lot of people that just want to collect and they won't, will never, because they feel like it's, it's um, sort of an accomplishment that they just purchased it. And they for a rainy day in case I need it. And so you have to get away from the thought process of, um, you know, helping somebody and actually just make turning into numbers. And that can be very discouraging. So I would highly recommend that people really think twice when they, if you're going down that route of, I'm just going to make lots of money off of online courses, because what is the sacrifice that you're going to have to make? And will that business model make you happy? It's funny you say that because I'm thinking about a particular online coach and she is more or less tethered to her Facebook group. Every two weeks, she rolls out a new Facebook banner and sells one of three of her signature programs uh, separate from her one-on-one coaching. And it's, she has literally the same type of things over and over and over. And uh, God forbid she drops dead right now because she is the business. There's nothing else. And she has an assistant that schedules out automated Facebook posts and I don't believe for me, I'm just only talking about myself. Okay. I don't believe that's a way to run a business where you literally cannot make money. If you're not selling one of these three things that highly require people to feel insecure that they're not making the millions that she was making, or supposedly she's saying that she's making. Maybe I'm a little outcast by saying that, but that's just something that I find very disturbing in the coaching sphere specifically, where people are more or less said, if you want to be a millionaire like me, even though they achieved it five years ago, yeah. <laughs> uh, you got to do this. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, you know, money's not everything. I mean, you can actually, you know, you can still make the money and, and not sacrifice your beliefs and what makes you happy. Because at the end of the day, if you have a business and you're an entrepreneur, chances are the reason why you've done that is because 
you want a certain experience, a certain lifestyle, and you want to be able to work when you want to work. You want to be able to choose who you work with. And there's some sort of fulfillment that you get from doing your business. And it's an experience. And success isn't necessarily how many dollars you're making. It's that experience that you get to have every day that, that you've built for yourself. And it's important to focus on that and, and building it around that and your core values, because you can be absolutely miserable in your business if you build it in such a way that it takes away the stuff that you love. I mean, there's certain things that, you know, even I'm, you know, as a digital marketer, there are things that my team does, but I will never stop meeting with people one-on-one. And that is just something that I have to have. I have to be able to meet with people and walk them through things. Um, that is something that gives me great satisfaction and fulfillment in my life. And I, it, it's, I get to celebrate with them and be part of their wins and, and all of that. And so uh, you just have to ask yourself, what are you in it for? Now, maybe you're in it for money. If you're just in it for money, now I wouldn't suggest creating a business based up, based upon money because that's not very fulfilling. Fulfilling, you know. If you uh, build your business on um, a purpose or a cause or something you strongly believe in that you're passionate about, that's going to take you farther, and you're also going to be able to, you know, go into your older age and 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 feel proud of what you've built and have a legacy. Um, if you just focus on money. Uh, you're going to find that you're just as miserable as if you would be in some sort of, you know, nine to five job where you're spent your life in a cubicle. So you really have to ask yourself at the end of the day, what success means for you. And I think that sometimes um, we put labels on success, you know, we put dollar signs on it and at least all of the posts and things you see out there. And I just think that that is probably a setup for, um, for failure. I 100% agree with you. And that could spring off a different conversation altogether. But suffice to say, we have to keep our focus on building value and sharing knowledge and community. And if we're staying focused on that, we can always adjust and make pivots along the way. Amy, I am so excited to talk with you again about digital email marketing, how to correct myself. We're going to be talking about email marketing, but for those of you who are just only just listening to this segment alone, how can those who are really interested in learning more about you find you, where can we find you online? Yeah. So my website, um, I've got two URLs, whichever one's easiest for you to look up um, amymontgomery.com or a call to thrive.com. They both go to the same place. Um, and uh, I have, as far as my strategy goes that I mentioned today, Um, there is a site there that says, or a link that says marketing strategy. You can check that out. And then I also have a full on, um, marketing, digital marketing, um, agency, and we provide pretty much services in all areas. And so some of my services are listed there in an e-commerce store. You can check them out. You can check out the pricing and examples of the work, all of that. And, um, yeah, so that's some of the ways that you can reach me and check me out. Awesome. Amy, thank you so much for our time with one another. And for those of you who want to hear more of Amy, stay tuned for in the next episode, we're going to be talking all things email marketing. Amy, thank you so much for your time with me today. Yes. Thank you so much.